Good morning, everybody. Good morning, and God bless you, and welcome to London Family Centre. We're here in the building this morning, actually, but there's only two of us. <laughs> uh, most of you will know, for the last two weeks, we were able to have something of a little meeting going on here on Sunday morning, which we broadcast live, but there was only about 10 of us here, you know, because of the restrictions of our, the building size we have. Um, however, we've had to stop that because the government imposed new restrictions again last Friday, which means for the month of August at least, there will be no physical meetings in this building. We'll be just online as we have been on Facebook and YouTube live on Sunday mornings at 11. So stay with us on the 4th of September, I believe we'll have further details from the government. Mm -hmm. In terms of prayer, can, please continue to, lose, to, to, to use the Wednesday WhatsApp group. You can text in your messages there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's an excellent group, very busy platform. So any issues, just drop a line straight in there and you'll have a team of very dedicated intercessors and prayer warriors on your case fast. Amen. Oh yeah. Happy birthday to her. Happy birthday, Marys. <laughs> and thank you all for your very kind gifts and cakes and flowers etc that was great well done let's look at the word this morning why don't you pray for us yes, and open us up today Lord father we thank you for this beautiful time together bless us with this holy word, spirit father, in jesus give name. us the wisdom God. and revelation at this beautiful time for receive mm -hmm. the prophetic word mm -hmm. in jesus christ we pray amen amen <coughs> you know on on a Sunday, uh, in church on a Sunday, many of you in church for decades, the type of messages we receive can be very different. You can have teaching messages, you can have prophetic messages that can be powerful, intervening messages. You can have evangelistic messages, pastoral messages, etc. But today is really, for me, is really reflective. A reflective message. Thinking about my state and my place. My wife has been really consistently for about two weeks repeating the same little <coughs> line to me we need to make sure that the people uh, that, that God achieves in the people what he wanted through lockdown yes. that God achieves in you what his intentions are through lockdown and that's the that really underpinning everything I want to share with you this morning that God achieves his goal for your future and for your life this is a sad, a sad statistic, but 85% of Christians who are asked in their later life, do you think that you achieved the will of God? Do you think you entered into his will? 85% say no. 85% say no. I don't think they did many things. They raised their kids. They had their career. They did many things. But when asked about the specific will of God, that's a very high number that you know are answering probably honestly saying no I, I I probably missed God's specific plan or intention for my life now when you think about that statistic but then I also think about modern-day preaching say for the last 30 years what I've seen is excellent positivity in the preaching there's an open door ahead of you God is for you God is fighting for you so much prophetic positivity is being thrown at the church you know so that's not that's not, god's open door for your future is not the problem 
A good friend of mine preached right here, Peter Finch, about a year and a half ago. He was here for a weekend, and his theme for the weekend was going through God's open doors. And when he finished, I remember speaking with him, because he's been a friend of mine for years. And I spoke to him privately. I said, Peter, the problem for the people is not that there's not an open door. There is an open door for you. The problem for the people is that they're either unwilling or unaware of the necessity for them to close the doors that are behind them. The, the, you going through the open door that God has for you is dependent upon you closing the doors on your past. Amazing. A really good image to have in your mind of this fact, that I believe this truth, is the airlock system they have in many airports. Yeah. I think they've got one in Heathrow still. It's like a double double automatic door system. So you approach it and the first set of doors open and you go into a little tunnel, just a short little tunnel. And you have to stand still, you have to pause. And as you wait one second, the doors in your past close automatically. And then up in front of you, only when those doors are closed, does your future open up and up and out you go. This for me is a very good image to have in your mind about it, it, to some degree, some great degree, the way going through open doors for your future happen. People can preach and prophesy to you all day long about what's ahead of you. But the trouble is, just for a moment, I believe we need to close off what's behind us, perhaps. Amen. I want to consider with you this morning three words and how they often get fudged and confused by the church. The word vision, the word calling, and the word gifting. Three words, vision, calling, and gifting. Often get, people make a snowball out of this uh, and, and get confused about it. But these three things are very different things. My gifting is what I do in the church. My calling is where I do it, the geographical location, the city or country. And the, my vision is the way I outwork those, the way God wants that done. Uh, if you see, see these three things mentioned in Scripture, these three concepts in Scripture, you will see how they're articulated very well. But, I mean, take the Apostle Paul, for example, when talking about vision. Listen to this, Acts chapter 26 and verse 19. Paul's talking to Agrippa, and Paul says this, So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. So when Paul talks about his vision, he talks about a vision that came from heaven. And just as an opening question to you and I this morning, where did I get my vision from? Who is giving you your vision? You know, if you work for Facebook, you're going to get your vision from Mark Zuckerberg, right? If you work for Microsoft, you're going to get your vision from Bill Gates. And some, where did you get your vision? Some people got their vision from their mother or from their father or from their boss or from somewhere else, or maybe inside yourself. But the Apostle Paul said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Paul got his vision from God. Now let me just, just park that thought one moment. I want to read a second scripture. And this talks about the heavenly calling. Here we go again. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters, who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Same concept. There, many people can call me. Many people may want your time and your energy. They may want your life to serve you know, their vision 
or, or this corporation or whatever in some other way. But Paul moved past that and he entered into a heavenly calling from God and entered into the heavenly vision. So let me propose to you the way I see this, because I think this is a hugely important point, particularly for any ministers in any level in the church, a cell leader, worship leaders, pastors, church planters, disciples, whoever you are. I think a basic understanding of these, the way these principles operate is really important for us. You don't have to agree with me, but this is the way I see it. There's three steps. First of all, I get saved, and when I get saved, I get gifted. So step one, I get saved and gifted. Step two, I am intended to serve someone else's vision. I'm intended to take my new gifting, right? I've got no experience now, remember, I'm not, not trained yet. I, I've got an unskilled gift in some ways, okay? So now I, now I have to put that gift through an apprenticeship, okay? Let's, it takes seven years to be a doctor. How long does it take to be a pastor? Uh, I, I, you know, it can take a long time. D you know, don't, don't look down on that, but realize the complexity of what, have respect for the complexity and the depth, the height and the depth of what you're being called to do. Number one, I'm saved and gifted. Number two, I must then serve someone else's vision. And as I do that, my gifting is being trained. I haven't been called yet, okay? saved and gifted, then I serve someone else's vision. By the way, when you're serving in a church um, and you're serving someone else's vision, as it were, you must do that with sincerity of heart. You must do it with a good, not with an Absalom spirit. You must do it with a broken and contrite heart. This is what Nehemiah was doing. Remember, he was serving the king and he got his calling. This is what Daniel was doing. He was also serving the king and he got his call. This is what Joseph was doing. In fact, at a little, you know, in-depth study of the people in Scripture, you will find they got saved, they got gifted, they served, and then they were called. Praise the Lord. The last step is I receive my own personal calling, my heavenly calling. Now, if I can give you just a little bit of a testimony for me. <coughs> Excuse me. I got saved. I was gifted. I did exactly what I'm saying here. I, I, I gave my life to a local church without need for anything. I'm just here to train and to learn and to serve. And I did that, I think it was 12 years before I got called, my own personal calling, right? To a, remember, calling is geographical. And after serving 12 years, training in the field, mm -hmm. then God called me to a physical place, which was actually Glasgow. That was my first calling. So I would ask you just, I think it's really beneficial for believers to take a little bit of time and think about vision, callings, and giftings. It's a, that's a good piece of advice. Take time out, just a couple of days maybe, and just sit and think and pray about those three things. Our goal for you this morning is really three steps. We want to help you close the doors that are behind you, whatever they may be. Close the doors of your past. The second thing we want to suggest is there. you may need to pause for a moment after those doors close behind you. Just a moment's pause and then go forward in faith. Amen. So let me look at the first one of those three steps where we want to bring you through this morning. Close the door on my past. Okay, close the door on what? Be specific. What am I supposed to shut off or cut off or close the door on? A few examples. Bad relationships, soul ties, 
There's some ways in which soul ties can be good. You can be, you know, bonded to your father and your mother or your friends with that, and that's perfectly okay. I'm talking about bad ties, bad ties, body, soul, or spirit, that you may need to cut off the, the wrong ties in the past in your relationships. And that may, to be honest, that's a lot easier said than done. A, a good example of this, it's a it's a sad story to begin with, but it ends well. Is <laughs> a, a member in, in a church that I pastored once. Uh, she was probably about 25. We couldn't find a husband for her. You know, we were praying and praying and praying. Couldn't find a husband. And then she got this boy. They kind of fell in love. But this, this, this is not the right guy. You know, this is not the right guy. No. So I, I, I you know, took her aside and I said, listen, I respect you too much to let you make this decision. So my, my, my firm advice to you is do not pursue, the, pursue this particular relationship. From, from me, it's a no. Um, and she took a couple of days and then she obeyed that advice. She took that advice and she broke off that relationship a couple of days and she closed the door. But you know what? As I observed her, it took her about seven years to get that soul tie out of her heart a long time there was a pause there was a long pause in her case and she had to get all that broken off and pray over her and prophesy and then bang she got married she's happily married praise today god. very happily married praise god it was a very good outcome but for her to move forward she had to close the door she had to pause a moment in her case it was a long time and now she's free and she's gone I hope you're getting my point this morning <laughs> from lockdown that whatever God works out of you let let it go in Jesus name Amen. the second thing you may need to close the door on is if you've been dishonest or told lies about your life and about the workings of God or you or the devil even in your life I think as Christians we're not exempt from this we can get we can do wrong things and still say we're right insist on being seen as right you know but all our lives we can we can go through 10 years or 20 years looking back and say I was right they were wrong but in our heart in our heart we know that we were wrong we've just never admitted it and that kind of living in that lie of knowing something I did was wrong but I've always said I was right uh, it, this is one of the things that can stop you going through an open door. Do you know the people of Israel were, the uh, Hebrew people were starving to death and they needed an open door for their future. And that open door was going to come through a man called Joseph. But there was a problem with Joseph's family. In the past, everyone was wrong. Jacob was a bad father because he showed favoritism to Joseph. The brothers were wicked men trying to kill their brother. They were so jealous of him. Joseph was a proud young man. Right? Very bombastic and full of pride. Everybody was wrong, but everybody was saying I was right. <laughs> right? So then they all split up. Years go by and they're just, they're, they're all dying in starvation. Remember the moment when the whole situation changed. It's in Genesis chapter 50. I'll read it to you. But this is Joseph talking to his brothers. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in place of God? You intended to harm me. Now here comes the truth. All their lives, perhaps they, these brothers have denied this about their past. You tried to kill me, 
But God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I, here's the open door. I'm going to provide for you and your children. Here's the blessing that they're going to walk into. But first of all, the Bible says Joseph cried privately. And I think he's crying and he's saying, why was I so proud as a young man? And the brothers cried bitterly. We tried, we're sorry we tried to kill you. Everybody is moving on from the deception that they have been living in for many years. And as soon as they shut the door on that, they moved into the blessing of the future. Amen. Maybe we need to move on from some bad relationships. Maybe we need to close the door on some lies and dishonesty that have historically endured for wrong reasons in our past. And thirdly, we need to move on from false prophecies that have been placed on us wrongly. The Bible warns much about false prophecies. The book of Jude, I recommended it last week. I recommend it again. It'll take you five minutes to read it. It's only a few verses. But it warns in the last days that many will come with, with, with flattering voices to encourage us in the wrong way. This is false prophets, by the way. What do I need to close the door on? False things that have been put on me. False hopes, false visions, false dreams. I need to break them so that I can receive God's dream for my life. Amen? In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, would you remove from us every false thing? Because it's a false hope. And it's taking your energy. It's draining the energy that you need to put into the real vision, the heavenly vision, the heavenly calling that is from God. This also, false dreams, false visions, false hopes, it reminds me of one girl, and she's a doctor actually in, uh, in Glasgow. I, I was standing on the front row there, you know, and it, it, this girl, I don't like tambourines. I think they're just noisy things and they distract me in worship. But this was the first time only in my life I've ever seen someone with an anointing for the tambourine. I mean, when that girl played that tambourine, you could feel the power of the Holy Spirit. And one day I just called her aside and said, man, you are anointed with that thing. And she laughed and she said, let me tell you the story. Wow. I had my own vision. I had my own dream that I dreamed up, that I wanted. I wanted to play the keyboard. And as a young youth, she went to the worship leader and said, I want to play the keyboard. I want to put my name down for the team to be trained. And the, the worship leader said, please wait and I will come back to you. And sometime later, the worship leader came back and said, I don't want you to play the keyboard. I want you to play the tambourine. And this doctor, Dr. Pui Wong is her name. She, she, she explained how, how painful it was for her to give up her dream. But she said this, in obedience, she accepted that tambourine. She embraced that as God's will and bang, the power of God came. Yet she had to close the door on the keyboard. She had to close the door on something that was never originally from God. And she had to be willing and able to embrace whatever was coming her way. And there's your victory. There's the power. So I encourage you, ask God to reveal to you whatever the, the, the issues may be that hold you from the past. Bad relationships, wrong relationships that still hold you today. No one should hold you like that in Jesus' name. Break that tie, otherwise you can't go forward. Secondly, 
false prophecies, lies, living lies of deceit in my own life, there's a time I'm going to have to be honest in Jesus' name in order to move forward. So first, close the door. Second, I do believe that there, there can be a pause, just like in that airlock at the airport. And don't be, you know, don't panic if it seems like nothing's happening. As a young man, when I got saved and I was working for some churches, I felt God strongly, in my case, told me to leave my work, to resign, that something was going to happen, but I didn't know what. So I resigned and I remember feeling very foolish and a lot of people thought I was foolish. But after I resigned and I closed the door, I, I thought, tomorrow <laughs> no uh, but uh, thank god it wasn't very long it was only about three or four weeks and i got offered a commission by the baptist church actually to work for them in training and evangelism but i remember that pause uh, and my advice to you is if you sincerely close the door on your past don't be afraid if there is a pause that pause may be necessary for god to solidify and secure within you whatever he wants to do today at the end we hope coming towards the end of this lockdown mary's here has been feeling a prophetic word that we should just stop a moment and ask god whatever it is you want to complete in us would you please do it what's stopping us going through that is there something that i didn't close in relationships is there something of dishonesty is there something that I've wrongly believed, a false dream, a false hope that people gave me that was never from you? In Jesus' name, I put them aside. I want to receive the heavenly vision. I want to receive the heavenly calling. And I'm going to put the rest of my life down to That's fantastic. Number one, close the door. Number two, be prepared to pause and don't panic. But lastly, and really importantly, once you've done those things, you also need to be prepared to go through the open door. The Bible says that God sets before us a door that no man can shut once he opens it. All of this is fine. When God opens a door, no man can shut it. No man can shut it. No devil can shut it. No demon can shut it. But I tell you what, that doesn't mean you go through it. The, the biggest problem with the open door, it's not the devil, it's me. I'm the problem. When God opens the door, it's open. Nobody can take it away. But the problem can be my lack of faith or being overly analytical, wanting to know where I'm going. And maybe I don't. That's, that, that, that's happened to me more than once. The, the final step, close the door in the past, pause, be prepared to pause. And then in Jesus' name, Father, would you give us the faith to go through the door for our future? That's it. That's the word that's been burning in our hearts, actually for two weeks. And we pray for you this morning, that in your homes or wherever the nations you're watching from around the world, that that word takes root in you and you hold it and you work it until you enter his divine calling for your life. Let's all pray together this morning as we conclude i invite you to pray in your homes husbands please lead out in prayer fathers please lead out in prayer singles pray with me as we pray together let's pray father we ask you to cover this word this morning i pray for the the grace of god on every individual that they will receive the the mercy and the ability to close whatever doors may be holding them back touch every viewer out there in jesus name all bad relationships, we leave them in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, for truth and integrity about who we are and the mistakes we've made. If, if some of these issues are holding us back, we repent. And today, maybe for the first time, we say, I was wrong. Lord, for false prophecies that can be so prevalent today, we reject them, we take them off, we shed them so they don't burden us anymore or take our energies away anymore. And lastly, would you give us the grace and the strength to proceed into your calling, to step out in faith, because that's what you require from us. Give everybody the ability to do this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, folks. It's a pleasure and an honor being in your homes this morning. Do come back and join us next week on Facebook and YouTube at 11 o'clock. We love you. We God love bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.